Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I am Bob Hassan with my co-host, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? We have Kenya Kelly, one of our friends. And we're so excited she's on the show today because she has blown up on TikTok. She has been seen all over the internet and she's helping a lot of people just like us. Kenya is the CEO of If You Brand It, a marketing and consulting firm in San Diego, California, where she strategically helps business owners develop video marketing strategies. And Kenya decided to learn all about TikTok platform as a way to market her business during the pandemic. And in just two years, Kenya has grown her account to over 489,000 active followers and has helped clients reach millions of followers as well. As a partner with Kenya Kelly Brand, you will surely reach Kenya's strong female audience of influencers and entrepreneurs. And she also has her new book called Before You Quit Your Job, which we highly recommend. And she's just helping so many people, including us. She's helped Shree and I as we've been navigating this whole world of, as we've transitioned to the internet and to media and Shree's transition on her influence platform with farming and she got her first brand deal we immediately called kenya we're like can we talk to you what do we do like how do we even come up with a contract they're not giving it a test they were new as far as the sponsors for three we were new and then we've had people through our show the sean bull show and here at exploring the marketplace who are saying we want to do brand deals or we want to come and we're trying to figure that out and navigate that right now and she's been such an instrumental voice to help us well i can't wait for this interview up next we have kenya kelly Spiritual Growth Academy intends to give you classes that are gonna help develop your inner spiritual life and also do the heavy lifting of your spiritual growth journey, especially when it comes to hearing God's voice, developing intimacy, all of the spiritual gifts, these kinds of themes that you don't always have an opportunity to take a class within your local church, or maybe you missed it and it was three years ago. Well, we have classes that are gonna help you today. And we come from such a biblical-based foundation. You're gonna feel safe with our instructors. You're gonna have activations. You're gonna have ways to pray and think about things, but especially you're gonna have impartation. And that's one of the key ways to grow is through impartation that happens through each one of our classes. I wanna invite you to attend a class now. We're so excited that Kenya is with us. Kenya, you are here and I met you because I mean, all the stuff that was launching your business, then you blew up on TikTok and we were following you. And just there's been these interactions, these moments. I mean, Sheree at one point got her first brand deal, my wife. And we were like, Kenya, what do we do? We don't even know how to like figure <laughs> out what they're saying. What do you charge for this? We're like, we don't even know. And you like just helped to put us on the right track and make us think about some things. But we are so glad you're on the show today. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I'm like, this is my moment. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have many moments, which is good. You have many moments yeah. and you take them. Yeah, for sure. Kenya, I'm I just would love to start at the beginning with your story. And and how did you know you were going to be an entrepreneur? How did you know how amazing you are? Yeah, so I would say I definitely did not always know that I was quote unquote amazing, but I knew that I was an entrepreneur when I was, I think in elementary school, I like, you get like a little allowance or whatever. And I would always go to the corner store, buy candy for five cents and I would sell it in school for 25 cents. Yeah, I even used to sell pickle juice for 25 cents to pour all the top of Doritos. And so like, I knew it at that moment that that, that was who I was. Now I didn't know what I will become, but it was like, it was always there. So funny, Bob, because I did the exact same thing in school, except for the pickle juice. I love pickle juice, though, on, on chips. But I, I I, did the same thing. It's just, it was in me to always make money. I always had a side hustle. Mm -hmm. I always had yeah. something going on. But you personally, like, 
you were married and you were on that journey. And then you started, I believe you started to go into the curly hair journey. Tell us about that. Yeah. So basically what happened was that um, as an African-American woman, you know, like the media always told us that our hair should be straight. So we use that chemical to make it straight our whole lives. Well, wow. I started, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's crazy to say this, but like, it felt like because I got filled with the Holy Spirit, something changed in me. And it's like, God wanted to help me love myself naturally and not just mm. what I was doing. And so all of a sudden one day I called a friend, cut off all my hair and I had really, really short hair and didn't know how to manage this new hair on my head. But the creative part of me, like saw someone was having this big show in Atlanta every year for black women with natural hair. And I said, well, I'm going to do that. Now, I had a full-time job, had never done this thing a day in my life, but I said, no, I am going to do this. And so I like, I got with the convention center, found out what the rates were and all that. And <laughs> my background was in like branding from all the jobs that I had. And so I was wow. like, well, I know what a media kit should look like. So we're going to design this media kit. And so that's what we did. And I built a website and I was like, this is what we're going to do. But the kicker was that I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, like, I knew I needed vendors and sponsors and people to come speak on stages. And so I took my tithe envelope and on my tithe envelope, I would write every single time I would give a tithe or an offering, I would write down all the names of the brands, all the names of the people wow. that I wanted to be at my show. Wow. And at the end of the event, every single person that I wanted to be there, not only was there, but somebody else paid for them to come. And so oh, that's wow. how that got started. But I was actually, I think I was dating my ex-husband at the time. So he kind of came into this like whirlwind of things. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> That would be quite a whirlwind all of a sudden coming to somebody who's full on launch, like hundred percent launch, but with God. And that's, yeah. that's a huge part of your story is that you've been doing all the stuff you've been doing. God's been your catalyst yeah. or he's been your igniter for these things. And talk us, you know, talk through some of that because not everybody who's listening has had the experience where God spoke mm -hmm. to them or showed them something. But you, when they hear your story, it's like, I want that too. I mean, people get really mm -hmm. hungry for that. And you talk to on TikTok right now, if we, went into the now view, you talk to people who are launching businesses and entrepreneurs who aren't even believers. You're just talking to the masses and they're listening to you, but you always put that God component in it because it's so catalytic. Yeah. So I think that, when did I first start with the God thing? I guess it was back when I got filled with the Holy Spirit in 2007 with the natural hair business. It, I, I knew that I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that I had gifts and talents and I was bold and would do anything. But I was on this journey where I was learning to like hear his voice and trust him. And so I was like, my my positioning probably was off with God. But I was like, if he's God, he's going to do it. Let's just test this thing. Right. You know, because I was at a church that said, if you tithe and you give offering, you can declare and believe God for stuff. And I was like, well, if that's what they said, then let's do it. And so I was just kind of like tr trusting and testing what the word says about like, just, you know, just believing God for it. And when I started watching these little things happen, my faith and belief that he could do all the things that the Bible said he could do. I was like, well, maybe he really can do all these things. So let's write down this person's name. Let's write down this. And that's kind of like, it's been this thing in my life where it's like, God is here and he is with me. And obviously he's got something on me here with this business thing. And so I just kind of like, from that moment on, I just decided I don't really know how to do this with God, but I'm just going to act like he's a good friend of mine. And like, we can talk about everything and I can trust him in anything. And I just started this process of like, not just declaring that he would do things, but going like, well, what do you say about this? Are, is this what you want to do? And so 
I didn't start that whole question thing until after I got divorced because I was like, okay, obviously I heard God wrong in the middle of that. Uh, so I started going, maybe I should ask him some more questions about a lot of more things before I like just jump into stuff, you know? Wow. I, I love, I love that. I think I want to go back to your, your tithing question because Sean yeah. and I get a lot of questions about, about tithing. Did you have a formula or were you just sort of like, okay, God, here's, here's what I think I'm making and I'm going to mm-hmm. tie it to you. And this is going to be my offering. And, and then the, my second question is, I love what you said about having a conversation with God. And this is what, this is what we really need to do. How do you hear God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tithing started for me. It's kind of funny. Back in 2007, there was this guy that I liked before my ex and he, they were doing a fast for Lent. I had no idea what fasting was or what Lent was because he was doing it. I was like, okay, so, I got a win on this fast, you know? And at the end of the 40 days, I'm sitting there in church and they're talking about tithing. And I had this like conviction to tithe. I had never done that in my life, but I knew wow. it was like 10% of whatever my job had just paid me. And I was like, well, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> I was like, well, let me just let me just try it. And so I kind of did that. And I just started watching how the little things just started to unfold. And even now, so at, at my business, I, I used to tie 10% off of the business, but I'm like, I don't think the government likes that. I'm not quite sure. So I started just going like, okay, this is what the business pays me each month. And immediately I do 10% mm-hmm. and then give that to my church. And then I do, um, do an offering. So I know everybody has their own kind of, concept of it. But when I started to tithe and really understood it, I was like, well, if God is going to make me like a super, super billionaire or whatever, why don't (laughs) I honor him while I'm making $2,000? Why don't I try this? And it was like, my faith wasn't there, but I was like, I at least am going to try this, you know? And I just was taking these little steps. It wasn't always 10%. Sometimes it was 5% or it was just a hundred dollars. And I just kept going like, okay, let's just take this you know, I think it was the Holy Spirit telling me to do it, but in my mind, it was just me going like, let me just try. Let me just try, yeah. you know? We always yeah. say it's God. You know it's God when it's about money because nobody wants to give up their money to anybody. <laughs> so you always know that it has to. That's the, one of the first ways I think Christians learn how to hear from God is when you feel compelled to give it. You know it's not you. You know it's yeah. you know it's God. But I think it's interesting. I'll just say this, even though it's not really in line with the story necessarily. But uh, the Barnard Group just put out statistics about generosity and giving and how Generosity is one of the keys to happiness, according to psychologists. And Christians are the most giving group of people mm. on the earth, especially if they go to a church. And because of that, they learn how to receive better than anybody else on the earth. Yeah, This is a true statistic that they've researched and reported on recently. And I just think that's really interesting that you and the foundation of this learned about giving and receiving. Yeah. Because I think that like I watch you and I think you're you have an expectation that God's going to do some pretty radical things in your life, oh, yeah. but there's that there's, it's linked to you're generous with your time. You've been generous mm-hmm. to us with your time. I know many other people with your time where you didn't charge them. You've been generous with your money. You've been generous in so many different ways. And so I think I just wanted to, to highlight that. Now answer, you can answer that other question, but I just wanted to bring that to our listeners. Yeah. But I think it's a real key for what you said, but tell us, how do you hear from God? And you just kind of described a little bit of it. Yeah. So how I hear from God today is there's a couple different things. It's one, I hear in dreams. That's like a natural, normal thing. If I'm not dreaming, I'm like, what's wrong? Am I in sin? I'm just kidding. But I'm always like, what is this? (laughs) You know, like what is happening? Uh, But also like one of my daily practices is I wake up at 530, not willingly, but I do it um, to feed my cats and all the things. And so the first thing that I do each day is I grab my journal after the cats and then I just write out all of my feelings. And I started going, okay, this is good 
good self-care. But then what I also do, and I write out the positive and negatives. No, Mm. I hold nothing back. Like when I was mad going through divorce, I was cursing. I don't curse now, but I was like, (laughs) you know, back then, you know. Uh, But but then once I do that, then I write down the word Jesus on the next sheet of paper and I write out all this list of questions. And it's Mm. usually around whatever it is that I'm talking about in my journal that day. And I started this practice of just being like, okay, Jesus, like, so today I feel very anxious and very sad. Why do I feel anxious? And I just learned how to just like pause. And I wasn't always like hearing things, but when I started to hear these words, I was like, I know I didn't come up with it because I didn't know why I was feeling anxious, but to hear it and it to resonate with me was like, oh yeah, I am anxious about that. And so then I write that down. But also I hear God through, I call it electric shots. People call it something different. So like if God is telling me yes to something, I'll feel like, I feel an electric shock. Like a, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, if it's something like really big, it's like a long lingering, like now I'm always like, Ugh, you know, prepared to time. And I'm like, okay, there's something really deep on that. Wow. So I find myself just kind of asking more, but other times I'm in, like, if I'm in church, like if the. Uh, glory is on me or whatever is happening i'll feel it in my hands wow. like if my if i'm like in church and i'm just moving and it's like my hand won't stop moving i'm like okay i'm like you know try to hold it back but i'm like <laughs> something's there but then if that keeps going and then my hand gets hot i'm like oh i think let me just lay hands on myself for healing but maybe they're getting ready to call out for something body to get healed and i'll go and touch them with and it's usually my right hand and i like i always just touch a person with the right hand so that's awesome so that, but then other times it's like, I feel wind and fire, not quite, quite sure what the wind and fire is, but I'm always like, do y'all feel that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love this though, because so many people who are listening yeah. or watching right now yes. have had a phenomenon like this, but they've never, yeah. they've never pressed into it or, or learned how to recognize it. It's just something yeah. that's happened. I mean, I talk to people all the time who will tell me, I mean, this is one of the most common ways people feel God is they put their hands out and they feel like hands or like pressure, or they feel like energy around their hands. Yeah. Biblically, the Holy Spirit comes like a wind, or it comes like a power, and we're supposed to expect that he comes. And these are like conservative believers who are like, that's God. Like, are you sure it's yeah. God? I'm like, do you think it's something else? Like you're, right. you're asking, you're worshiping, yeah. or you're like loving on God. And do you think something else is interfering? Does it feel bad? Yeah. Is it scary? No. I'm like, hello, press in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. love that you're saying that because yeah. I love how sometimes we feel something that's a confirmation. And some people are, are afraid of that until you go into business meeting and you ask that same board <laughs> remember, did you feel the gut check? Yeah, I did. Well, you trusted it then. Why don't you trust God now? You know, it's yeah. just that thing. So I love how you broke it down to make it so simple. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I didn't always understand. Like I remember when um when I moved to Houston, I started having all these dreams and all this like stuff was happening. And I was like, God, what is going on? And I think I had in- inboxed you on Facebook and was like, Do you know of a church that's like whatever dream interpretation and you gave me the um the Bethel leaders network and that's how i connected with my church in houston and i was like oh, wow. and when i walked in i said oh these these are the weird people these are my people <laughs> you know and i was like this is it and then they had a, a Bethel school supernatural ministry plant in houston i was like this is it oh that's so cool yeah well take us on the tiktok journey bob we got to hear the tiktok journey yeah i was gonna this ask. is the viral moment that like blew up and <laughs> redefined your life in a way yeah. So what happened was that in 2020, I was up in Reading going to Bethel. And when the pandemic hit, like in the beginning, I was like everybody else kind of like, 
I don't know what's going to happen, what's going on. And so I just kind of woke up one morning and was just praying, God, what am I going to do for my business? What do you want me to do? And I heard him tell me to get on TikTok. And I was like, no, that's the devil. That that don't even make any sense, <laughs> you know, because nobody I knew was talking about TikTok. And all I knew about it was this thing called the Baby Shark Challenge from 2020, 2018. <laughs> you know, and I was like, the dancing app? And I was like, no. So then I had like a, a BSSM student living with me and we were like trying little dance trends. And I just kept feeling oppressing for TikTok. And I was like, everybody's fighting on Facebook. Let me try to learn this app. And so I just kind of spent days, weeks, months just trying to figure out all the little buttons. And I remember one day I was so like hurting because George Floyd murder and all things that was going on. Mm -hmm. And God woke me up and said, you need to focus. And I was like, but what do you mean? He goes, you need to focus. I know all that, but I'm trying to do something with you and your business. You've got to focus on TikTok. And I was like, this is a very clear, direct thing. So let me yeah. do this. And so I just focused every single day. And then we ended up going viral once, twice, three times. And I realized, oh, because I had this phrase, this is my moment. And I was like, this is my moment. And I just like, I doubled down and I said, God, do I keep doing my design business? He said, no, go all in on TikTok marketing. And as soon as I did that, every podcast I wanted to be on was calling. And I was just like, what is going on? And we have just exploded. Well, tell us this. what you were doing too, because you were telling people what the trends were and yeah. how to be successful. I mean, I was watching, I still watch you and you're like, hey, do this. And you might get this many followers, do this because this, this yeah. video is taking off. And no one really knows what to do on TikTok except for people like you. So talk about that a yes, little bit. For sure. So when I first got on TikTok, I was teaching people how to build personal brands because I had my brand design business. And then we shifted to teaching TikTok marketing and business marketing because I understand video marketing. I know how to get on video, build your business, market your business. I understand sales, funnels, and all that. So I was like, let me just teach all of that. So that way I'm not just teaching people how to TikTok because people kept thinking I was this young 20-year-old TikToker, even though I'm 41. Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay. Um, but then I was like, okay, teach them the business side of things. And so, so now on TikTok, I teach people, hey, here's a, a trend happening on TikTok. Do this one and make it about your business or just have fun with it. And then I'm also teaching people practical business strategies for wow. creating content on TikTok because most business people and ministries think that you have to dance or be goofy or do these viral things they've seen on Facebook. And they don't really realize that what's actually happening is that TikTok is like Super Bowl Sunday every day. Like you've got a billion people every single day just consuming, consuming there like no other platform. And if they just would spend some time creating on the platform, they will see exponential success without even paying for ads. Wow. Well, that happened to us, Bob. I was talking to Kenya one day over mm -hmm. TikTok and then I was watching some of her stuff and we had a class on, we just had started our Spiritual Growth Academy in a real way online this year. And we had a class on Dreaming. I'm like, how are we going to market this? Because they just took off um, religious marketing off of Facebook and YouTube mm -hmm. and you couldn't do it. You couldn't target anybody. I was like, how are we going to do this? So I was like thinking, and I said, yeah, I'm just going to walk out my door with a good song and say, do you dream? Come to our class. Just like a real quick video. And it went viral. And we had like, I don't know how many people watched, like 60,000 people watched it. And we had hundreds mm -hmm. of people sign up for a paid class mm -hmm. on, from TikTok. Half of them weren't Christians. It was awesome. Yeah. And they signed up for a class and we're like, we want to go. We want to come because it's $25 class. It wasn't a huge price point. And we went, oh, wow. We were spending thousands on ads before for things. And we were like, and we didn't have the budget anymore. So we're like, especially with the pandemic, and we're still winding down for the pandemic this year as far as our budget tr transfer. And I just, I've been so inspired by you 
saying, you know, just the, just what you said, because it's using the power of what God gives us personally mm-hmm. and not having to pay the big revenue bills. But actually, you looked at it and said sponsors should be paying you. And oh, I yeah. love that. I love when you say some of these things online. I just think it's so valuable. Yeah, because, you know, what happened with me with like the like brand collaborations, I wasn't even... I didn't even know that I could get paid from a brand because I was selling my own products and services and people started reaching out and they said, I'll send you this free product, create a video. And I was like, okay. And I did that. But then the big kicker was when TikTok emailed me and they said, we're launching a TikTok for business holiday campaign. We want you to be the face and we'll give you all these zeros uh, to just shoot 10 videos. I was like, that's how much I used to make in two years, you know, wow. <laughs> I had a job. I was like, game on. And so I realized, oh, and then QuickBooks came and Bumble came and all these big brands came and it clicked. Oh, I'm just like the Kim Kardashians, except she is a beauty influencer and I am a um, business influencer. So wow. Apple, Tesla, all them, they need people like me that are marketing to their target audience. And so I started going in on that for myself, but teaching it to other people. So is... Part of your revenue, it sounds like you have two buckets. It sounds like you have the revenue from teaching and the revenue from uh, influencing and and yes. doing marketing. And yep, how does what do you really love about? Do you love both of them? Um, well, one, I love the influencer because I could get paid. I got paid nine thousand dollars for one fifteen second video. Oh, and- Lord, that's we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> it's like we're going to Sizzler, you know, like it's a lot of money. So the downside of that is, is that you may not get that. It's not consistent. Right. So, yeah. it, you know, it just could come in and go out. Um, what I love the teaching part is that I get to watch people transform. Like a lot of people come in, they like, like me and they want to run their business. And not only do they get me and what I'm teaching them about business and TikTok, but I'm, I'm a minister. It's, it's just me through and through who I am. And so mm-hmm. at any point in time, the Jesus stuff starts coming out. Like I was doing a three day challenge one time and I was like live with like hundreds of people and I could feel the Holy Spirit pressing. And I was like, no, no, it's not, not a good time. Now it's not a good time. And I'm like trying to finish my teaching. And I'm like, now is not a good time. And I fought, I shouted out, fine, I will do it right now. Wow. And I said, somebody is here right now. And I just started prophesying. And the chat just went, boom, all these women. I was like, oh my God. So and cool. so, and so people kind of come into like my sphere and I get to be Kenya, like all the things Kenya. That's like, I did a, um, I spoke at an event in Orange County and I knew that when I, I was at that event seven years ago as a student in the back. And so I knew I wanted my opening to be one. I was going to come out with glow sticks during techno. I did that. It was awesome. Um, (laughs) But I also knew I wanted to talk to the woman in the back of the room and say, where you are is not where you're going to end up. And so I like, I got on stage and I did it and it didn't click until I got off stage. I just prophesied over the whole room and people were crying. And I was like, this just happened. And it was like, this is me being me. And God's like, this is you in the marketplace. So I love that part of things. Well, it, it feels like watching you, TikTok's very rewarding of vulnerability. Yeah. And so you've talked about, you've mentioned a couple of times in this show, your ex-husband, not everybody talks about those things. And you've talked about as a single woman now having to first provide for yourself, but then all of a sudden going after the journey of total empowerment and saying, and talk about wanting to be married. And you've talked about all kinds of stuff on your TikTok. Mm-hmm. In the midst of doing business, and I feel like, you know, this is a generation that's allowed to talk about these things and not get disqualified for them, but actually get rewarded by our audience for them. A lot of women are resonating with that message when you're sharing it. They're going, if Kenya can do it, I could do it too. So how has that been for you to be able to, you know, has that been easy? Has it been hard? Have you had to 
take those steps slowly or is it just God saying, do it? Like, tell us about that. So I definitely would say it's been challenging. So, cause I, you know, we got divorced, we got married and eight months later, God showed me that he had been unfaithful, like our entire relationship. And I wow. didn't know. And so that was like, just absolutely devastating. So yeah. I kind of went the the route of like, everybody knows I'm going to divorce. I'm not going to tell the whole world that he cheated. I just, God was just like, don't do that. I, I'll vindicate you. And I was like, okay, so that was hard. Just dealing with the harsh words of people and all that. So then I had never told people that he cheated. And then I was on TikTok and I saw a divorced woman talking about something in a trend. And there was this part of me, I was like, I want to do that. But there's also like the petty part of me too, if I could be honest. Um, and I was like, well, I want to do that. I won't show his face. I won't say his name. And so I did this really quick seven second video. I showed my book and the video went super viral. And I was like, whoa, what is wow. going on? And I started watching the people in the comments just asking questions and all that. And they wanted more of my help about going through divorce. And I'm like, I'm not a therapist and I can't handle all your stories because I'm still dealing with my own healing. So I ended up creating this like simple healing through divorce course or something like that, where I like walked them through what I did and it was free. And then I gave them business advice and I just started giving that to those people. But then from there, I started feeling even more empowered of like, Hey, now you're not vindicating yourself. God did that. You're sharing your, your journey now. And people are receiving mm -hmm. healing from it as they're hearing. This is yeah. what you went through and this is how you've overcome. And so now when I'm sharing it on TikTok, I feel very empowered. I feel, you know, I feel very, I feel happy that here's what was and here's why I am today. I'm not mad at him anymore. You know, we're still in the healing process or whatever, but I'm not mad at him anymore, but this is part of my story. And if y'all going to watch it and it's going to go viral, then go ahead. Here's the story, you know, uh, but I'm a little nervous about meeting a man and him. Like I saw your TikTok, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, I think just like people have embraced you, someone, on, you know, whoever the person who is supposed to be your spouse yeah. is going to embrace that part of your story too, because they have their own story. And I yeah, just think that that's sure. part of the power of vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kenya, it's been so awesome having you on. How do people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of your book? Tell us everything Kenya. For sure. So if you want to connect with me, you could just go to KenyaKelly.com. It's K-E-E-N-Y-A-K-E-L-L-Y.com. There's a copy of my book there. Um, I Obviously on TikTok and Instagram, Kenya Kelly. And then we do uh, prophetic, business, uh, prophetic Business Consulting, which is called Creative Consulting. And that's on KenyaKelly.com too. So good. We're so glad you're here with us today. Thanks for being with us. Yay. And up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean and I wrote a new book called Wired to Hear based on a prophetic word that he had. And this word is all about you being wired to hear and the next great move of God happening in the marketplace around your life. So get the book anywhere books are sold. Well, welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Sean, Keeney is such a firecracker, isn't she? I mean, she's she's so amazing. She's so funny. She's got so much energy. What do you think about the interview? I think it's so good because we've been talking about, you and I have been talking about and telling you, our viewers and listeners, we've been talking about how God's raising up voices right now. And he's raising up people who would be uncommon influencers, Christians who would be a voice. And I, I, Christianity is all about sharing our faith. It's all about being a testimony. It's all about using the space that God gives us to be a place that he could be seen and his light could be shined, whether it's through actual words or whether it's doing business in a way that causes people to ask you questions, you know, and I think she's doing just that. And I, I, I love the conversation because you would have never seen yourself 10 years ago as leading podcasts and conversations in the Christian business world. Would you? No, um, I no. this, this is actually a whole 10 year surprise, but, but <laughs> surprise. In, but in listening to her, 
I, I just find the energy and the resilience and, and her ability to shift and adjust so yeah. amazing. And she, she talked about some really hard things in her life. I loved when, when she talked about tithing and then how she hears God. It was so specific. The thing about tithing that she said was that it wasn't formulaic, that she, she just felt like this is what God was calling her to do. And tithing is so much about the heart and the relationship with God more than it is the money. And yeah, usually when people get really offended at tithing too, it's usually because there's something has broken their generosity mm-hmm. or something's broken. They've been burned or they've been hurt by something. And it, I look at it as just like everything in my life I give to God and surrendered in and tithing proves it or giving yeah. consistently proves it. And as a proving ground for me to keep that value strengthened in my life, it's an exercise in that value that I claim to have. So I love that she was talking about that. And I love that there you know, wasn't a formula, like you said. So I think you know, there's so much in this interview. There were so many things. So many, you know, I feel like some people will listen and go, I'm going after a social media platform for mm-hmm. influence. And God's telling me to do that. Some people are going to say, I'm an entrepreneur. Or I'm, I, or I came out of divorce. Or there's just so many different types of people I think I, I felt were listening or would be watching this. She had the ability to hit on so many levels because she was vulnerable without being a victim. She was honest about, you know, her, her personal struggles and how she's come through. And you, we saw a woman who was just really comfortable in her own skin and, and she shared about the struggles. And we all know that in our own lives, we, we were going to have struggles, but the thing that, the thing that I took from it is that, you know, God is good. And, and she, She's following God and the grace that and the favor and the destiny that he's put on her, she's going after. Well, one thing that I would love everyone to take away from this too is that there's people like Kenya to help you. And there's coaches and there's advisors and there's people who are giving free advice like she does all the time on TikTok. Free advice as, as far as how to grow your brand without marketing dollars to make those viral moments, to make that, like, what are people looking for in these spaces and for you to fill those? And I know for us, we went from a very large marketing budget before COVID to a very, very small, tiny marketing budget now. And we're doing more with it. Like we're seeing the same and better results as before COVID with a small marketing budget because we're being creative and we're using the platforms that are there, which they didn't have these 25 years ago. They didn't, I mean, it costs you to go to the Super Bowl and get a commercial that viraled you out like, what happens on TikTok every day costs millions of dollars and you can get it for free now if you're just creative enough. So I think it, it was beautiful to hear from her. And I think a lot of us need to take these tools of social media and YouTube where half of videos that are watched period are watched on, on YouTube of any format of TV or any music videos or anything else. We need to take these formats and we need to take these social media, you know, devices and use them for the kingdom. Well, Sean, this has been a fantastic podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.